Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Heat Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. Graham Matthews, my man, Bleacher Report. How you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Can't complain. Um, we are. We had the fallout from SummerSlam, NXT Takeover, uh, a big return to to Monday Night Raw, um, an old school event is coming back. So I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, coming off of SummerSlam weekend, King of the Ring is back in full form at long last. I mean, dude, how long have we been talking about this here on the show? At least every week for maybe three or four years now. That's right, man. Yeah, you know what time it is, right? Oh, I think I know what time it is. (laughs) It's the King of the Ring. I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. King of the Ring, man. Finally, it is back. N- not not a pay-per-view, not a, a network special, which I think it, it deserves, especially if they do fucking Smackville as a network event and a Dean Ambrose <laughs> uh, farewell event, but... Regardless, it is back. Um, I, I, I would say honestly, I'm a little still surprised that it, it did. It, it you know it is now making a return. We'll see how you know if if it'll be an annual thing. But they're gonna start on Raw and then go into SmackDown. They got a couple of matchups. Uh, I have the participants in front of me. But Graham, when they mentioned that the King of the Ring tournament was coming back. Was it as shocking a surprise um, knowing that it is at the SummerSlam and, you know, you do have Clash of Champions coming up and all these events, but one, it coming back, but two, not being like a network special as opposed to it being on Raw SmackDown? Um, should it have its own special? Absolutely. Honestly, I think Clash of Champions should be replaced by King of the Ring. If there's any pay-per-view that's expendable, it's Clash of Champions. Now, I know we have a lot of titles, so it makes sense to do like, oh, every championship is defended. Dude, like we just had that on fucking Sunday. I think every championship was defended except for maybe the Intercontinental Championship. So I don't really think that's much of a uh, much of a hook. But anyway, um, I think it's great that it's coming back. It's better than nothing. First time in four years. Yeah. They did make it. Okay, so it wasn't a network special last time, but they did the, I want to say, quarterfinals and semifinals on Raw. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, they did, they did the quarterfinals on, on Raw, and they did the next night, I think, like, during the SmackDown taping, they aired it on the network, the semifinals, and then the finals. And that one only had eight people. This right. one will have 16. We've seen King of the Rings that had, like, 32 people, but 16, I think, is a good number. Um but, you know, it's really not that surprising because really, Randy, the only reason they're bringing this back is not because there's some wrestling fan in the back saying, hey, let's bring back, let's dust off the old King of the Ring tournament mm. and bring it back. 
Like, that's not the case. The only reason they're doing this is to boost ratings for Raw, to, you know, entice people to tune in. And honestly, it's not a bad idea. That's the only reason why they brought back the Slammy Awards years ago. That's the only reason why they did the fucking Superstar Shake-Up. That's the only reason why they do anything, is the ratings are, like, their biggest motive yeah. um, in WWE. But I think it's cool. Nonetheless, I'm not going to complain. I think it's awesome they're bringing it back. Um, I did read yesterday, and I don't know if this is going to make you want to go, Randy, but I did read that Madison Square Garden which is hosting Raw and SmackDown in a few weeks, I think the week after Labor Day, Mm -hmm. they're going to be holding the semifinals of the King of the Ring tournament, both Raw and SmackDown that week. And I'm sure the finals, I think, will likely take place at Clash of Champions uh, the following week or that Sunday or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So that that, honestly, I might go just for that. I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) Um, The last King of the Ring winners have been complete duds. Uh, I think Barrett was a good winner the last time. They just did nothing with him. Sheamus, same thing. Regal kind of kind of fucked himself over. He got himself suspended. But they really haven't done anything with the gimmick since like King Booker won it a decade ago. So hopefully this wow. can be a real launching pad for a future superstar. And I love the fact that all the people that are in it, at least 75% of the people that are in it, are all younger people. Most, if not all of these people, except for maybe McIntyre, I think, have never been in King of the Ring before. So it's not like it's the same old names with C- and Orton and Big Show and Kane. You know, we have Chad Gable. We have Apollo Crews. We have Buddy Murphy. We have Ricochet. There's a lot of awesome talent in this thing. Andrade, Drew McIntyre. A lot of potential winners. So, mm. personally, I'm very excited for it, and I think it's a great way to showcase the talent that you have that you're not currently doing anything with. Yeah, I think for me, um, I'm very happy that it is coming back. I think the championship, or the championship, the finals will be at Clash of Champions, I did not know that the semis could be held at the Garden for Raw SmackDown. I agree to the fact that it is coming back to boost the ratings, you know, knowing that Fox and SmackDown um, is going to be starting October f- uh, 4th. I did see that uh, there will be an LA at Staples, so um, an AEW starts on TNT on, on October 2nd. And... For me, as an old school kind of fan, um, I'm just happy that it is back. I think it deserves its own pay-per-view network special, but we'll see in due time. I guess maybe this they'll try to see how this one goes. And like you said, you got people in there that you know, you know, if you flip a, 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 a coin toss, and you know anybody could win it. So when you have the Miz, Ricochet. Cedric, Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, I mean, your favorite Baron Corbin, uh, Cesaro, Jesus. Kevin Owens, Ali, Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, Elias, Andrade, Buddy Murphy, and Shelton Benjamin. So I think it should be very exciting to see these matches. Um, right now, if you feel like one or two people who, who need quote-unquote need to be the king of the ring or or would benefit the most from, from 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 winning king of the ring who would they be i would say andrade and mac i mean obviously like a buddy murphy would be a cool winner but like not that it would feel random just because he did have a great match with roman reigns on tuesday but i think the two biggest people that could benefit the most from having the i don't want to see the king of the ring crown because that's such a dumb concept like you didn't see stone cold walking around with the crown like it made sense for triple h and a few other people and you know not like an andrade i think an andrade would be perfect as king of the ring i really do especially coming off his wins over um Rey mysterio recently on raw so either andrade or Drew McIntyre, another guy that needs the rebound somehow. He's not really doing anything right now. 
I guess he's still associated with Shane. We haven't seen them together on Raw in a while, but you know, you know, he's been doing his own thing on Raw. He had a great match with Cedric Alexander on Raw this week, and he won. Um, I mean, Cedric's also in the thing too, so it'd be cool if he won. But you know, Alexander the Great, whatever. But I do think McIntyre could win. My current pick to win the whole thing, you mentioned him earlier, fucking Baron Corbin. I just feel like they would <laughs> give him the crown and call him King Corbin. I mean, the guy hasn't been on TV in a month. They need something They need something for him to do. WWE logic says that Baron Corbin wins the whole thing. Mm. Honestly, I'm not going to put it past them. I think he will win, and I'm putting my money on for him to win the whole thing. So that, that's what I think. But I would really love for McIntyre or Andrade to win just because there are two people who I could see being taken seriously. Like, Murphy's great. I don't think he's going to get to that next level. I don't think he's going to be a main eventer on, in WWE. I don't think Cruz can be, or I think he could be, but they're kind of they, they kind of fucked him up. Chad Gable, same thing. Ricochet would be kind of cool. Ali would be kind of cool. Just doesn't really make sense with their current characters. Mm-hmm. McIntyre and Andrade, and they always they. I don't think they've given the crown to a babyface and no what since edge i don't know 2001 you know booker t won it regal sheamus barrett they were all heel yeah uh brock lesnar was a heel so i think edge might have been the last one if if not him i honestly have no idea but um yeah i think andrade and mcintyre would benefit the most from becoming king of the ring i think i don't have it in front of me but even like you know when when king mabel won it that was what a 95 stone Mm -hmm. cold was a heel in 96 Hunter was a heel in 97, 98. I don't know who won 98. Ken Shamrock, right? Ken, it was Ken Shamrock. Shamrock. Now, when it comes to 99, oh, 2000, 1, 2, I don't know except for Brock. And I know you mentioned Edge. I don't know who won 2000. I know Kurt, I Ang- Kurt Angle. Angle. Kurt Angle. And so, then 99, I want to say, was Billy Gunn. Is that accurate? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I think, didn't he win King of the Ring? I, I sure as hell hope not. I'm honestly, dude, I'm honestly positive that he won King of the Ring. Bro. I know he was IC champion, but I'm almost positive he won King of the Ring because I remember he had a match with the Rock at one SummerSlam. Holy. Billy Billy Gunn defeated X-Pac in the King of the Ring finals in 1999. <sighs> wow. Jesus, I thought Barrett was bad. That's that's pretty bad. <laughs> Wow, I didn't even. Yeah. I totally forgot about their 2000. Yeah, you won't see him in their video packages, which is funny. They're replaying all these great kings on TV recently. Yeah, you will not see Billy Gunn on yeah, there. Yeah, well, he's with AEW. They actually so. they, they they purposely left out Billy Gunn, Mabel, Wade Barrett. Like they don't want you to know that this thing has been tarnished over the last 15 years. I mean, Harley Race is rolling over in his grave right now, reading that. And plus, you know, Billy Gunn is with AEW, so they're definitely not showing him. Um, no, no, I get it, I get it, yeah, but even. <laughs> Still, even if he wasn't, I don't know if they'd show him just because the guy, he, it's like Billy Gunn, King of the Ring. Well, like, what a weird, why? You know what I mean? It's so strange. Yeah. Um, before I go forward, I'm going to do this real quick because now you got me kick Billy Gunn. I totally fucking forgot about that. Um, so, yeah, Brett, when they started doing the pay-per-views, uh, I, know that, I know that they did it before that, but I know Macho Man was, but it wasn't a pay-per-view. I know Bret Hart was. I'm, I'm looking at... The finals to see who who were the final two. So Brett beat Bam Bam in '93. Okay, the '94 we had again another heel Owen Hart. He defeated Razor Ramon in the finals. Mm-hmm. So I, I think King of the Ring is pretty much a heel gimmick thing. Um, 
I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I, it's just weird for a baby face to win. Yeah. Unless it's, I don't know. It just doesn't really make much sense. Unless it's done the right way. Like, mm. I don't know. I just think it makes more sense for a heel to win. King Mabel defeated Savio Vega in 95. Stone Cold defeated Jake in 96. Hunter defeated Mankind in 97. Now, 98 is where we got to Ken, Ken Shamrock defeated The Rock. Um... 99, Billy Gunn, X-Pac. Kurt Angle defeated, who was it again? Oh, Kurt Angle defeated Rikishi in 2000. That's very random. And then Edge beat Angle, I think, in the finals in a one. Pretty sure. Edge defeated Kurt Angle in 2001. And then... two. I think Lesnar beat Rob Van Dam. Brock defeated Rob Van Dam. I think Booker beat Bobby Lashley, I think, in 06. And it was a King of the Ring final match for WWE Undisputed Championship match at SummerSlam. So that Yes, so he didn't really wear the crown, but he got a future title shot. So he had to know Brock was going to win. He, he really benefited from winning that just because yeah. he got the title shot and he beat the Rock at SummerSlam. So, yeah. Yeah. And after that, we had uh, Regal and, and Wade Barrett. But um, um, I'm excited for that, that it's back. Let's see how they really do it. Um, add some suspense and stories to it. I think they'll do the finals at Clash of Champions, and we'll see. I, I think right now, Baron Corbin could be leading the way because of the the fact that it is a heel gimmick kind of thing. I know he has probably the most heat already with the fans. I know they'll hate him more if he's king of the ring. Um, if I had to pick maybe my top three, it would be Baron Corbin, maybe Kevin Owens, and Drew McIntyre. I really don't see anybody else winning this uh, King of the Ring um, tournament. So I'm glad it's back. We'll see what happens. Uh, but before that, we had SummerSlam. And we had NXT. I did not see the, the full NXT TakeOver Toronto 2 card. I saw the main event, majority of it, but I know who won. But let's start with SummerSlam and, see, and get, get your thoughts with that. Um, should I do the pre-show matches or just skip them? <laughs> yeah, honestly, just skip him. It was a very skippable kickoff show. All right, so Drew Gulak is still cruiserweight champion. Buddy Murphy defeated Apollo Cruz, and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are still the women's tag team champions. All right, so we have Becky Lynch defeated Natalia in a submission match to retain her Raw women's title. What'd you make of that match? I thought it was a good match. Honestly, the bill didn't really do much for me just because I could not get two shits about Natalia. But, um, I mean, the, the, the crowd dynamic didn't really do anything for me. Like, it's not like Natalia was the, you know, the um, homecoming queen or whatever in, the, in her home country of Canada. Like, they didn't really care. They kind of booed her. Same thing with Becky. It's not like Becky was revered either. She was kind of booed audibly as well. But I thought from an in-ring standpoint, I wasn't the biggest fan of the submission stipulation going in. It makes sense. Yeah. But, like, those matches can be kind of boring unless mm-hmm. it's the right two people. Um, this wasn't boring. I thought it was good. It wasn't great. But I thought it was good. Honestly, better than all the Lacey Evans matches I saw with Becky since WrestleMania. Probably Becky's best match in a while. And that's honestly not saying anything at all. Um, but it was good. And, uh, yeah, no, the, the right outcome. So I thought this was a good opener to the show. So now we fast forward to, to Raw. So now, speaking of Becky, we get the return of Sasha Banks, uh, a much highly anticipated return. I know me and you were talking about it last week, how, you know, are, are you still surprised that she's been out this long? Because Sasha has been out since WrestleMania. She comes back 
full heel turn, something that we, you know, kind of, you know, expected, and she and she needed that. Um, so now we look forward to a possible Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch matchup. I don't even know when Clash or Hell in a Cell, whatever it might be, but. Becky and we also spoke about how if Becky were to win, who else is out there to to challenge her? We know uh, Ronda's out, Riot Squad is out, and, you know Sasha was still out. So you know Lacey has been off TV for a while. Nia Jax has been hurt. So like who else out there was there for her to fight? So now we get Sasha Banks back in the mix. Um, uh, uh, the way they did it. You know, attacking Natalia in her home country was the best, <laughs> the best way to go. New hairstyle, new hair color, brand new Sasha. You know, a la her her NXT character. So now her and Becky is gonna be the new feud on Raw for that for that uh, division on Raw. One, happy to see Sasha back, or are you? Two, did you like how it, you know, how everything portrayed, and what do you see which, between her and Becky going forward? I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I'll keep it brief. Um, just in terms of, because I can go on a tangent about this for a while. I think from a fan standpoint, from a storyline standpoint, it obviously makes the most sense to do Banks and Becky. Because we talked about, maybe if not last week, but like a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, that Becky has no challengers. Like, there there really wasn't anyone else right now for her, you know, to step up to you know challenge her for the Raw Women's Championship. Because WWE, this is entirely their fault. They've completely neglected their women's division on both brands since WrestleMania. They gave us the historic, oh, the women made a man at WrestleMania, and then gave no shits about the women after that. Like, I can't even, I couldn't even tell you, like, one above-average women's match we have seen on any of these shows, Raw, Smacked on pay-per-view, since WrestleMania. I really can't. Like, other than NXT, but on the main shows, nothing. Like, you know, if you're going to call Becky and Natalia like, the best match of 2019, then we're really shooting low here because I, I thought it was okay. Um, and then, I mean, Charlotte and Ember had a good match on Sunday or on Tuesday on SmackDown. But, again, they've really done a poor job of building up people to face Becky. And I think part of it falls on Becky – because she doesn't really feel as hot as she once was earlier this year. Mm. Most of that is WWE's fault. Part of that's on Becky. But I think a big reason why her reign has been like, eh, like mediocre, is because she's had poor challengers or challenger or challenge, whatever. She's had Lacey Evans and Natalia. Both matches, both feuds sucked. The Lacey Evans one started out with potential. It dragged on for way too long. The Natalia one was just, I don't know, didn't really create for compelling television, in my opinion. And then that's it. Because Ruby Riot's out, Nia Jax is out, Ronda Rousey's out. Yeah, they don't really have any other women on. I mean, they have Naomi, but like, listen, if they built up Naomi over the last four months, I guarantee you that to me would feel like a more fresh, uh, refreshing match, a more exciting match than it would right now because she hasn't been on TV in months. So, like, when Natalia, same thing. I might actually care about the match if they spent a while putting Natalia on TV, giving her a few wins, you know. Like, but she wasn't on TV before she won that four-way about a month ago, so no one gave a fuck. Naomi, the exact same thing no one would give a shit right now because not and naomi i think a lot of people forget she's on the roster because she's never on the show so anyway going back to sasha she was the only one that made sense because you know it you know she's back for the first time in four months we haven't really seen a proper feud a proper program between sasha and becky in the main roster they're bound to work well together they have the history from nxt it makes sense but and again i don't know if i've said this before i feel like i have I just don't like the fact 
that she's getting a title shot from day one because it's not like she went on vacation for like a couple weeks like a Randy Orton or Finn Balor is rumored to be doing coming out of SummerSlam or whatever or she was hurt. She willingly walked out at coming out of WrestleMania reportedly, and this was never confirmed, so obviously this may not be the case, mm-hmm. reportedly because she was upset with her creative direction over losing the tag team titles of WrestleMania and being separated from Bailey. Boo fucking ho. And then she goes home for four months. Like, again, if she was gone for a couple weeks, a month, if she came back in Money in the Bank, I honestly would be like, okay, it makes sense to do her and Becky. She's been gone for four months. Mm-hmm. Who needs to be gone for four months? Like... I just I, I honestly don't really understand. I think it sets a terrible precedent and people are willing to look past that and be like, oh, you know, Gasosh and Becky's a great match. Yeah, no shit, it's a great match. But I think overall it sets a terrible, terrible, terrible precedent. Sends an awful message about WWE. Because honestly, what's stopping Naomi from just going home? Why doesn't she just say, fuck it, I'll just stay home. I'm not gonna be used. Just go home and say, I'm not coming back until I get a title shot. Like, why doesn't she just do that? Why doesn't Bailey just say, I'm going home because I don't like how I'm being booked? Ember Moon, same thing. Like, I, I think with Sasha, I think a lot of people kind of look past that just because she's a big star. I don't understand it. I think her return was awesome. I'm glad the ret- I'm glad she's a heel now. I think the Becky match is going to be cool. But I'm just saying overall, I think it's a really – it's a short-term gain because I think overall it's just a bad look. Because you know for a fact that if, if this happened with Brock Lesnar, for example, who said, listen, I'm not showing up at X, Y, and I mean, it doesn't really show up anyway, but it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to show up at this pay-per-view because I'm not in the title match. Uh, I mean, maybe that happened and we don't know, but as far as I know, the guy's not holding up the company for more money. They're willingly re-signing him because they want to. Um, I, I think it's on WWE. It's not really Sasha's fault. I mean, she really shouldn't have left for four months, but WWE bringing her back at the forefront of the raw women's division i just think is a bad call i really do so i, I don't know again the return was cool but i just think it sends a really bad message so i'm of two minds in the whole situation mm. so let me ask you to let me let me play advocate real uh, real quick with you now when it when it comes to sasha banks and from what we've been seeing and, and, and reading and hearing the fact that she walked out she was upset could it could it be that's what they want you to believe and they wanted Sasha to really take time off and and this was all part of a plan that you, you know after Wrestlemania because if you look at it Sasha was on TV like about every single week for a good year and a half so it's like she 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 had to get the, the, the time off so now my thing is this do you think her taking the time off and coming back was part of the plan all along, and they and the, you know whatever we hear was fed to us to feel like that she walked out. I mean, anything's possible. Anything's possible. But I feel like if that was the case, then I feel like we would have known about that by now. I feel like in an era now, in an age where everything gets out, like let's say she wasn't upset. I feel like Sasha, instead of posting these dumbass cryptic Instagram pictures and tweets and all this other bullshit, she'd be like, listen, that's not what happened. Don't believe everything you read. But she never said that. She never confirmed it, but she also never denied it. So I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. true, but I'm just saying, like, if that's not the case, I don't know. Like you said, there's a very there is not a very good chance. I think there's a slight chance that this was planned. But look at it this way with Ronda Rousey. Her absence was planned. Well, like we knew about that dating back to what, January? And they're like, oh, she's leaving after WrestleMania. She's not leaving. She took time off, but like to go have a baby. So I think it's a it's a very valid thing, even though she was only in the company for a year, but whatever. 
Um, still, I think with, you know, Rhonda, we knew ahead of time, okay, she's taking time off, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that's the case with everyone, but like we knew about her taking time off. We knew about Finn Balor taking time off. But there were honestly just too many reports from too many credible people saying that she was upset, she was frustrated, and that she wanted to take time off. I'm not saying that she was like, fuck this company and left. Like I'm sure it was a little more cordial than that. But I feel like it came from way too many people and far few people are saying that it's not accurate or whatever mm. for it to not be true. So I, I honestly am willing to believe that, okay, she was frustrated. She went home. I feel like, I don't know, go home for a month, like four months to just stay home and do nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just don't understand it. To be honest with you, I'm not buying into the whole hype here with Sasha Banks and people are like, Oh, I'm so, I missed her so much. Like, okay, good for you. But I'm not saying I don't like Sasha. I do. Again, I think the Sasha Becky feud's going to be great. Mm. I'm glad as I'm sure is, you know, very glad she's a heel. I'm just, I don't know. I feel like I'm in the minority here and that's fine. I'm not saying people are wrong for, you know, supporting her or whatever. I just think it's bullshit for her to get a, you know, get a push right out of the gate. But also, again, if you want to play devil's advocate, who do you put in that spot instead? If it's not Sasha Banks, who do you do? Exactly. Like, again, that's a very valid question and I understand that. And their hands are kind of tied because they don't really have anyone else unless you want to pull out Alicia Fox, who reportedly got, you know, uh, sent home over the weekend because she was publicly intoxicated. Um, I'm not really sure who else you can put in that spot right now. Mm -hmm. So, again, they really have no choice. But at the same time, this falls in the fucking company, too, because if, you know, they don't need Sasha. If Sasha left tomorrow, the company would be no better or worse off. It really is the same thing like Dean Ambrose. They can fill in a spot. Like like that, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Um. But at the same time, though, if they spent this time building up other people in her absence, they wouldn't have this issue. Like again, if they built up Naomi in her absence, it may not have mattered that Sasha Banks came back and wasn't in the title picture, or Natalia, or I don't even know who else is on Raw. Like Sarah Logan, Dana Brooke. I don't know. I mean, she's not good, but they have options. They're just not doing anything with those people. So it's not like oh, we don't have anyone. We have to bring back Sasha. Like bullshit. You have other people you're just not doing anything with those people right now that's all i mean unless you want stephanie mcmahon <laughs> randy let's not go there um aside from all that welcome back sasha <laughs> um, oh god yeah exactly <laughs> uh good to see you back new attitude new hair color new hairstyle i'm all for it um goldberg defeated dolph ziggler in uh, a minute and a half or so at SummerSlam. i thought this was you kind of knew what you were gonna uh get and expect from the match uh goldberg made up for the saudi arabia show uh dolph kept calling him back to the ring got his ass kicked a typical goldberg match what do you think i thought it was exactly what it needed to be i mean this had no it really had no business being longer than two minutes and right. i think it went like an hour an hour god forbid a minute and 50 seconds um, it was exactly what it needed to be. Like I said, I thought, you know, Ziggler, to his credit, sold amazingly well for Goldberg. Mm. And it was it was perfect because he got like the super kicks in there. They made you think, oh, he's going to, you know, get his shot in, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, Goldberg kicked out at one both times. Um, it was perfect. So, yeah, I thought this was great. I mean, didn't really do it. Didn't really accomplish anything because mm -hmm. Goldberg's not a full time guy. I mean, Ziggler is, but the guy's such a stepping stone at this point. Who the, who the fuck could possibly care about Dolph Ziggler? Um, but with Goldberg, if nothing else, it washed away the bad taste 
that he and Taker left in the mouths of many people coming out of Super Showdown with that terrible match. So I'm glad that he redeemed himself with the performance here. I don't know if it's his last match. He could be brought back. I don't know. I know he'll be at the SmackDown show on Fox in October. Mm -hmm. I mean, so will 20 other legends, so I don't really think that means anything. Um, Him and Matt Riddle will just be amazing, just because of the real-life heat they seemingly have. I think that'd be hilarious. But other than that, this was it for Goldberg. I think I'd be very content, because this match was was perfect, and the crowd ate it up, so I thought it was awesome. You know, it's funny. Uh, last week, we, we, you know, me and you had a conversation about dream matches now i'm not i'm not going that far but because you just mentioned goldberg is going to be on the smackdown 20th anniversary show on fox also advertised for that show undertaker and sting sting of of all people is on smackdown he was (laughs) he was never on smackdown to my you know recollection no no he never Um, was no never was but he will be on i i know why they're doing it first time on fox they want the ratings they want the big number i get i get all that but, I mean, you are going to see speculation. Oh, Taker and Sting on SmackDown. You know, you know what, what could this possibly be? I, I don't think it'll be much, but people are going to start questioning. Hmm, Taker and Sting. It's September. You could build this to WrestleMania. Are we finally going to see that dream match? I, I just wanted to put it out there. Yeah, it's not happening, Randy. Don't give people <laughs> false hope. You're giving people false hope here because they will they will latch onto anything, anything. And you know that it's going to start speculation that, okay, we're going to get the match. Oh, here it is. Uh, yeah. Dude, the Saudi showdown show, whatever the fuck it is on Halloween, is right after, or November 1st or whatever, is mm-hmm. right after this SmackDown show on Fox. So okay, I don't want to. I don't want to say that there's a chance because there's absolutely maybe one percent chance, point zero 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 one percent. But still, uh, I think it's cool they're going to be on the show. I have no idea why Sting's going to be there. I think it would have made more sense to put Sting on the Raw reunion show than the SmackDown show. Mm-hmm. Goldberg's going to be there. He's only been on SmackDown maybe <laughs> once. Like I thought, that's weird. Taker played a big part in SmackDown's history, so it makes sense for him to be there. Sting. Not so much, but it's cool to see him now. Yeah, so so you don't see a, a, a situation where Taker is cutting a promo, SmackDown, whatever, whatever. Lights go off, hears Sting's music, cuts him off, and do. Come, my thing is, why else would Sting be on SmackDown if he was never on a SmackDown show? So th- that's where my head starts thinking, like, hmm, maybe two percent chance. Other than that, why why have him there? Just to build star power, just to draw people in to watch the show, and for no real reason. It's not like Sting, oh, it's just Sting. It's not like when Trish was on SmackDown, like, oh, Trish is on SmackDown, why? Like, obviously, she was there to build up the match with Charlotte. It's not like it's just Sting. Sting's going to be there. Dude, Hulk Hogan's going to be there. Hulk Hogan's not going to be there to set up a match. Like, he's just there. Then again, obviously, he's been a big part of SmackDown's history, so I get it. Mm -hmm. So is Booker T. He's going to be there. Um... There was I forgot who else. Like I looked at the list the other day. It was really fucking random though. Like a lot of the same people from um, Raw Reunion. It was like Hogan, Sting, Goldberg. Again, why would Goldberg be there if there was no reason? Like if he was never on SmackDown. You know what I mean? Like Booker T makes sense, but like I'm not sure. I don't think Sting's going to be there to set up an angle. Like the guy hasn't been involved in an angle in, you know, in, in years. Um, they, if they wanted to do something with him and Taker, they would have done it years ago. They were both at WrestleMania 32 when Sting got inducted into the Hall of Fame. They could have done a quick backstage thing. They never did. Dude, like, 
Mark Henry's going to be there. Is Mark Henry going to be there to set up a match? Probably not. Was Ric Flair ever a big part of SmackDown? Not really, but he's going to be there. Mick Foley's going to be there. Was ever was he ever a big part of SmackDown? Not really, but he's going to be there too. So I don't think Sting being there really means anything. I think it's just there as another reason for people to buy tickets to go see these people in person. That's really just about it. So yeah, they they, they got Brock. Brock Lesnar going to be there as well. Um, haven't seen Brock on SmackDown in a fucking long time. Um, the New Day versus Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, Roman Reigns against Samoa Joe, and the legends include okay Brock, Kurt Angle, Lita, Mick Foley, Booker T, Hulk Hogan, Trish, Goldberg, Jerry Lawler, Mark Henry, Ric Flair, and Sting. Hmm. Okay. So... We'll see, man. We'll see if, 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 you know, if Graham finally gets that dream match of Sting and Taken at WrestleMania oh, 30, whatever it is now. Um, you never know, man. They, if, if Goldberg can have a two-minute match, why not take it and Sting, right? Hey, anything can happen, but I'm not holding my breath. At this point, I wanted this is a match so long ago. At this point, it's like, no thanks. I'd rather, I'd rather, uh, I'd rather not. Hey, man, anything can happen. We all thought Shawn Michaels uh, was retired, right? <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Look how that turned out. So I would just leave well enough alone. AJ defeated Ricochet to keep his U.S. title. What do you think? Good match. I thought it was good. Not a great match. I thought they could have done better. It was, you know, not exactly a show stealer, but that it was a good match. Fantastic finish to that. Mm. Um, what's it called? Phoenix Splash from Ricochet. Right. Right into the Styles Clash. I'm like, well, I like legit popped when I saw it. I'm like, holy shit, that was awesome. And it was cool enough to end the match. It's not like he kicked out and then, they, he, and then, you know, he lost in like a fucking low blow. Like that was the proper finish and they ended it on that. So I thought it was perfect. Bailey, Bailey defeated Ember Moon to keep her SmackDown women's title. What do you think? Good match again. Fine, you know, whatever. The crowd didn't really care. Yeah. I'm not surprised. And the right. crowd sat on their hands for this. The build sucked, so they really didn't have any reason to care. But I thought it was okay, and Bailey won. So yeah, whatever. Um, KO defeated Shane McMahon. If he had lost, he would quit the company. Elias was the special guest enforcer. Uh, a lot of you know run-ins, run-ins from from Elias. Uh, I thought the match was okay. What do you think? Yeah, same. I mean, it was more of an angle than a real match, which, I mean, with Shane, that's kind of what you have to expect. It was more like bullshit and shenanigans and stuff like that, but it was fine for what it was. Owens went over. He was over like crazy here. That's really all that matters. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, again, I think we were all fools for thinking that Shane would actually be done with WWE after SummerSlam, or at least on TV. Mm. Clearly, he's not. Owens won to the low blow. I could have done without that. I thought that was just dumb. I mean, you really had to low blow Shane to beat him. Like, give me a break. I know he was doing it because he hates Shane so much, but like, now the feud has to continue. Like, what do you fucking do? Uh, I think Owens will really, really be. I think the program should have ended there because now I think he's going to hurt more from being still in a feud with Shane as opposed to chasing a championship or something. So, anyway, the right outcome, but I'm not happy the feud's still going on. I'm surprised Shane is not in the King of the Ring. Jesus, dude! Hey, he wasn't in the best in the world tournament either, and he, and he right. um, you know, filled in for Dolph for the last second, or rather, the Miz. So, never say never. He, there's a very good chance he could show up in the King of the Ring and replace Buddy Murphy to win the whole thing. That's right, King McMahon. Imagine that. Jesus Christ, right. Randy! Don't give them ideas. <laughs> hey, you want King McMahon or King Corbin? King Corbin, King Corbin, one hundred percent. At least right. he's on the show and he's not as. <laughs> King Corbin has an awful ring to it, but. 
King, you know, it's better than King Sheen. We got to do this whole best in the world nonsense all over again. Uh, Charlotte defeated Trish by submission. I thought this was a, a good match. The crowd was into it. Um, I think this would be Trish's final match, but uh, I mean, the way she waved through the crowd at the end and they gave her the send off, you kind of, you know, can figure that part out. But what do you make of Charlotte defeating Trish? I thought this was perfect. I thought the match was very good. Um, honestly, better than I thought it would be considering Trish hasn't had, a, hasn't had a singles match in years, like a long time, at least eight years. She really held her own. Charlotte here was great. The better One of the better Charlotte matches I've seen in some time. Um, yeah, this was perfect. Charlotte winning was exactly what needed to happen. And uh, now she can kind of go forward and hopefully go for the SmackDown Women's Championship again. So, again, I really enjoyed this. One of the better matches of the entire show. So, without a doubt, that was the best woman to match on the card, right? Oh, easily. Easily. It was way better than the other two by far, yeah. Okay, so we have Kofi defeating... Well, Kofi and Randy Orton ended in a double countout for the WWE Championship. Um, I thought this match was pretty good. Kind of... Um, Wondering why they went to a double counter, but I guess they want the story to to keep going going longer. They do have the MSG show for SmackDown coming up. They do also have Clash of Champions, so not sure when we'll get the full rematch at the Garden or Clash of Champions. But what do you make of Kofi and Orton ending in a double countout? I thought it was an all right match. Um, not exactly WWE championship worthy. And I feel like this is the biggest problem with Kofi's reign so far. I was really looking forward to this match and I felt like it fell short of my expectations. Um, Kofi's been a great champion, but all of his pay-per-view matches with the exception of the one with Brian at WrestleMania have been like mediocre. The Owens match was eh. The Ziggler matches were eh. The Joe match was eh. And this match was kind of eh too, especially for the finish. It was a very weak finish. Uh-huh. I'm glad they're doing the feud. They're, they're still doing the feud. They're continuing it, whatever. That's great. But still, I think there's a better way of getting to from point A to point B than doing a fucking double count out. It was literally the same exact thing we saw last year with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, although they did a DQ and not a double count out, but the same thing all the way down to Kofi's family being at ringside. Right. It's the same exact angle, so I wasn't happy about that. Mm, Glad yeah, Kofi's right. still champion, but I thought the execution of the uh, of the finish was very, very poor. Yeah, they could have went away from the count out DQ. And you know what? You you brought up AJ and Samoa Joe last year with Samoa, Samoa Joe talking to AJ's family in the crowd, and that got a double DQ and whatever. It is the same thing. I think at the same event, SummerSlam. So kind of ironic, but um, I think the story that they're gonna do is gonna be good with the, with the family getting involved. It, you know, that's that's just me giving them high hopes, um, but it was the longest match on the card. Uh, almost 17 minutes. Then we had The Fiend, Bray Wyatt defeating Finn Balor in uh, three and a half minutes. The entrance was cool. I know a lot of people, again, everybody nitpicks everything, man. Um, you know, why did they have the same lyrics for the song and this? How come they didn't use the old song? And how come he still got the lantern? I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you want, man? He he's He's, he's been off of TV like, for majority of a year as far as wrestling um he had to get a whole new repackaging of his character um new vignettes and new everything everything is been is being done by bray wyatt but now when it comes to the entrance you want to shit on it because 
it has the same lyrics as the old song like I don't think they were going to really change it. They changed the beat, the instrumental part to it, so it's kind of like a remix. He went in there, beat Finn the Ballad. Finn is out for, for quite some time to get some vacation, whatever case may be. He's hurt. So my thing is, what do you make of the entrance, the match, the whole new aura of Bray Wyatt? And do you? I think you mentioned on Twitter that he wasn't on Raw SmackDown, and people were saying that you got to keep him more, you know, exclusive don't bring him out mm-hmm. every show so what do you make of that part all right so the entrance itself or like everything about bray wyatt i thought was the best part of SummerSlam. i mean that's mm-hmm. not saying much i mean the show was good the show was actually really good but right. um i thought the main event was the best match of the show we'll get to that in a second but i thought the like the highlight of the night for me was seeing bray wyatt again now again this may sound hypocritical because I've been pooping on the guy for so long, long now. It's really less his fault, more the company's fault for making him look like a, such a fucking loser. But all the credit here, some to WWE, but most to Bray Wyatt for really reinventing himself. This is all Bray Wyatt's idea. Um, right. The people who perform the theme song. And at, first of all, I love that. I don't, I don't know where you were reading those comments. I didn't really see much of people complaining about it. People were saying like best entrance in WWE right now, blah, 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 from what I mm-hmm. saw. I, I got to agree. I think this entrance is fucking amazing. Right. I had goosebumps. I watched this thing maybe a dozen times on Monday on YouTube. That's how good it was. Mm-hmm. It's up to like millions of views right now on the channel on their WWE on the uh, WWE YouTube channel. But anyway, um, what was I saying with the entry? Oh yeah. So the people who recorded the theme song actually worked with Bray to get it together. They didn't know apparently, according to people, Code Orange. They were on Takeover a couple of years ago. I think performing, ironically enough, Alistair Black's theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, but they worked with him for the new theme song. They didn't know if it would be used until the pay per view itself. But that was not a WWE call. That wasn't like a CFO money song. That was all Bray Wyatt in this band called Code Orange, and they revamped his old theme song, dude. The old theme song great but it doesn't fit his current character honestly i was expecting him to either come out with no entrance at all or to come out with a completely different song so when those lyrics started playing i was like holy shit this is so fucking cool because they turned the old song into a song that fits his current character that that's amazing like how Mm -hmm. often do you see that right so like very rarely so i thought that was awesome the presentation great entrance stunning the match perfect for what it needed to be got over the fiend balor wasn't totally squashed he had some flurry of offense towards the end uh bray wyatt going over in the end with the mandible claw pin balor one two three caused him to pass out amazing i thought this was perfect so the thing with him not appearing on ron smackdown yeah everyone responded saying yeah to keep him special blah 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 okay listen i understand where people are coming from i'm the first person to say that x y and z this person or all you know all these people are overexposed they shouldn't be on the show five times in the week you know they shouldn't be on raw and smack that every single week i i get it trust me i understand i say that about shane every week here on this show why is the guy in fucking five segments on the same show trust me i understand my issue Mm -hmm. and this is what i was thinking about earlier this is my response to those people Okay, so you and I watch SummerSlam. We watch the WWE shows anyway. There's people that probably saw the Bray Wyatt entrance who are either not wrestling fans or have not watched in a long time, but saw the video on YouTube because it was trending on YouTube all Monday. All of Monday, this video was super hot. People were watching it. Again, mostly fans, but I'm sure a lot of people saw that 
who were not WWE fans and were like, holy shit, this is cool. I, like, what is this all about? Logically, you would turn into Raw, you would tune into Raw to see what happens next. I'm not one of those people I watch anyway, but I went into Raw on Monday. They're excited to see what would happen with Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. The guy wasn't even mentioned, dude. He wasn't even mentioned on SmackDown. I'm not saying he needs to be on every. Where in that tweet? I don't know what people are talking about. I never said anywhere in that tweet that he needs to be on the show every fucking week. I never said that. (laughs) I completely agree he shouldn't be on the show every week. Uh What I'm saying is that he should have been on this week. I don't know what the ratings were for Raw and SmackDown, but like, dude, all eyes are on the post pay per view shows. He doesn't need to be on next week or even the week after that. But he should be on. That that's like having the post WrestleMania. Raw and not having your biggest stars on there. What the what, what kind of dumb decision is that? Because I feel like people tune in for the biggest shit coming out of the pay-per-view the night before. I tuned in for Bray Wyatt. I didn't get Bray Wyatt. I thought that was stupid. He doesn't need to be on next week. I mean, now he kind of has to be because he wasn't on, you know, this week. Right. Again, though, I just think I'm not, again, not saying he needs to be on every week, but the guy should have been on at least Monday. Or you know what? If he's not going to be on, the least they could say is, and maybe this doesn't make any sense because he's a mythical creature or whatever, and you can't really advertise anything with him. I get it. But like, okay, Bray Wyatt, we'll hear from him next week or like in action next week on Raw or something like that. Like if you watched Raw, dude, you probably would have thought like, is this guy even like on the show? Jokes. They made zero mentions of what happened. No replays. No nothing. So again, I, that was my issue with it. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm just happy he wrestled with the mask on. I think that was a bigger yeah. question that if he had to wrestle with the mask off, you're getting Bray Wyatt. You're not getting the fiend. I mean, I'm not. I'm not in love with that name either. But that's that's the new character. But I think him fighting with the mask on uh, made it super different cool uh i love the entrance i love the whole aura to even the new lantern with the with the mouth open probably signifying that's bray wyatt with the with the open mouth and lantern like like that's the old character and, and this is the new me um i i think we come to a point where it's like you, you don't want to overexpose and i totally get that but like you mentioned they should have mentioned like hey the Fiend won a match at Finn Balor. Maybe there was like a something of him talking. Like he don't have to wrestle on the show. Exactly. But you you can't just go three hours and two hours or five hours of programming without. I don't think they even mention it or even do no, or, yeah. or, or even do a new uh, a new Firefly Funhouse kind of thing. Just kind of mm-hmm. say that he won the match or whatever, like something. So I get that point, but. I think for this character, a lot of people are are, are gonna be overprotective because they they love the character now, and they mm-hmm. don't want they don't want it to they don't want the company to overexpose because you know how you know how you know how to get down when something is hot and fire and everything like like, like Becky Lynch is she's all hot and this and that after a while it fizzles down and I think they don't want this Bray Wyatt character to visit to fizzle down anytime soon. No, I totally agree with that. I think people will be overprotected as they should be. I mean, it's not just a WWE thing where like, oh, you know, they fuck up great things. They do that. They do that a lot. But I'm talking about like specifically Bray Wyatt. I mean, this guy had the entire world in his hands. No pun intended. When he first debuted, (laughs) it's not like, oh, you know, he uh, got drunk or whatever. And like he fucked up his own career and he was his own worst enemy. Now, granted, he did get hurt a few times. That's not WWE's fault. That just that shit just happens. Mm. 
Um, but they fucked him up, dude. Like, I'm going to tell you this right now, and I, I, I want to see if you agree. I think he came across like a bigger star on Sunday than he ever has at any other point. Because he felt special when he first showed up six years ago. But I don't know. He, he felt special. I feel like he feels even more special now. Maybe that's just me. And uh, that really went down the tubes after they had him lose to John Cena at WrestleMania a couple years ago. It's been five years, and I still don't know why they did that. I really don't. Um, so as long as they keep him undefeated for a while, you know, don't overexpose him. I agree. Um, I think he's, you know, I think he's going to be great. But I, he feels really special right now. And I think if you said Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, is the hottest act in WWE right now, I honestly wouldn't disagree with you. They had this thing up on WWE Shop on Monday. Um, it was like a Firefly firefly box set or something and had a shirt had some pictures mm-hmm. i don't know everything for it was like a firefly funhouse themed little collector's thing right it was like maybe 40 dollars. it wasn't that expensive i mean it was expensive but it wasn't like a hundred because they usually sell this shit for like a hundred dollars on the shop they sold it for maybe 40 45 bucks they had this thing where they only sold 500 sold out completely in three hours that's that's a hot ticket right there that's amazing so again, let's not fuck this up, but I really do think that he's a bigger star now than he's ever been. So I completely understand why people would be more protective of it now than they ever have been for because they don't want him to, you know, suffer the same fate that he did years ago. So we get the main event. Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, Universal Championship. Seth defeats Brock twice in the same calendar year. Um I think we both I'm not too sure about you, but I know I had Brock winning. Um I forgot who you picked. But kind of I had uh, Brock for this match yeah. I had Brock. Okay, so we yeah, so we we both had Brock. Are you surprised that Seth went over and in the fashion that he went over in? Uh the match went about oh about thirteen minutes, pretty good to get Brock to be in the ring for that long. Um did there, there's a lot of questions to this. One, were you surprised Seth won? Two, what was the point of Brock winning the money in the bank if he was going to have the belt for two months? What did they do with Brock now? Does he go away for, for a hot minute? And does this kind of reinvigorate the, the, the baby face Seth Rollins? And where do you go from here? Because now in Raw, uh, think Braun helped him out but I think Braun's going to be in a U.S. title match against AJ on Raw this week. Um, so a lot of a lot of questions. And then I'm going to plug in Bray Wyatt in, in, in a second. But what do you make of the Seth Rollins-Brock Lesnar match? I thought it was a great match. Honestly, I was going to say it was like the best Brock Lesnar match in forever. But that would be inaccurate because the Daniel Bryan one at Summer, or, uh, Survivor Series last year was great. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the best Brock match of the year. I mean, the guy barely wrestles. I think the only other <laughs> couple matches he's had was the Money in the Bank match. Or the cash-in where he won the briefcase where he was obviously not even really in. The match with Rollins at Mania, which went all of a minute or two. In the Balor match of the Rumble, which was good, but it wasn't like amazing. I thought this was a great match. Um, the issue here is that really, honestly, the roles should have been reversed. We should have gotten this match at WrestleMania and the squash match on this show because Rollins has gotten the shit kicked out of him for so long now, for weeks. He was like on his deathbed a couple weeks ago. And then he just comes back and just wins the title. He, I mean, I, he obviously he came out with his ribs taped up. 
That wasn't enough, though. It didn't really seem yeah. like they were selling the injuries enough. Like he jumped off the fucking top rope on a Brock Lesnar at ringside. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, if it was Roman Reigns who did this, he almost got killed by Braun Strowman, and then he came back and beat Braun. You know, the outrage that people would, you know, be feeling right now. Like, oh, they're overbooking yeah. him. He's like Super Cena, blah, blah, blah. It's honestly not that different. Like, Rollins doing it is really not that different. And people will, whatever, because Rollins won. Um, I think because, people wanted Lesnar to like, What was that, Randy? Because they like Seth Rollins more than Roman Reigns. That's the reason no, absolutely. why. absolutely. So you, you're willing to, uh, you know, look past it or yeah. whatever. Honestly, dude, I love, I love Seth Rollins. I'm glad he won. But at the same time, I'm like... It doesn't make any sense because he was like fucking dead two weeks ago, and then he just came <laughs> back and beat Brock Lesnar. It makes no sense. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so we, yeah. He he was he, he was limping. Yeah. He, he was doing a, a sob uh, post whatever in the ring. I do for this. It's my destiny. Whatever he said. It's like he's like. Like I'm not a fan of good guy Seth. I told you that last week. I think he's more of a heel character, but. To be, you know, rib taped up and this and that, and I've seen people, you know, some people say that he don't sell as well. Um, he's like you said, you mentioned um, he jumped off the top rope onto a table and Brock with the ribs taped up, and it's like at some point does it become unbelievable when you see shit like that, you know? Oh, it was unbelievable, absolutely. <laughs> like there's not not even a question. Not a question in my mind was it unbelievable. Brock sold. Brock sold. I'll tell you that much. He Brock sold a lot in that match. He did. I mean, I'm, I again, I thought the match was great. This wasn't a squash. They went back and forth. They made Rollins look good. They made Lesnar look good. But again, it's unbelievable. The guy got the shit kicked out of him, and it comes back like nothing ever really happened. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, again, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad Rollins won. It kind of, it's kind of like with this. I mean, the Sasha, the Sasha thing is a little different, but it's the same thing. Like, as a fan, I'm happy, but like when you really think about it, I don't know. Again, I'm of two minds about it because we're like analyzing it now as wrestling fans, but then from like a fan perspective, oh, it's cool, Rollins won, but at the same time, I can't really. I can't like disregard the fact that Rollins just did all this shit that we uh, we accuse Roman of, you know. So I I, I got to you know fucking spade to spade. He did the exact same shit. So I wasn't True. happy about that. I like that Rollins won though. But you're right. Complete. What the fuck was the point of putting the belt on Brock in the first place? It was a total waste of time. They should have done this match at WrestleMania, had it be over with and whatever, and move on. And now I fear like I feel I, I fear that they're gonna move Lesnar over to SmackDown and feud with Kofi over that title. This guy just can't stay away from the world title picture. It's unbelievable. But, um, yeah, I thought the match was great. I just thought the the selling issue with Rollins was kind of a problem. But uh, yeah, we're back at where we were a couple months ago with Rollins as champion, for better or for worse. Um, I'm still trying to get over that Seth Rollins is, like, the only guy that I could think of out of all the legends the Stone Colds, the Takers, the Hunters, everybody, who uh, Roman Reigns, who, who's fought Brock, has two clean wins over Brock Lesnar. Is that yeah, right? I think he... Let's see. Has anyone gotten two cleans over Brock Lesnar? Cl uh, two clean wins? I don't... Uh, honestly, I don't think so. Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, I don't think anybody... Uh, I know Gober, oh, Goldberg. Goldberg, Goldberg would, yeah. So yeah. Goldberg and Seth Rollins are the only two guys that have two clean wins 
Not Brock. even Roman. I mean, Roman's won matches with Brock and them before, but not like pinned him, you know. So yeah, so so, yeah. so Brock Brock must love Seth Rollins. Yeah, he must be high on Rollins to yeah. let him beat him twice. I mean, dude, Brock has lost like three times in the last year between the Roman match last year at SummerSlam, uh-huh. Mania, and now SummerSlam this year. That's wow. He's making progress. He's making progress. Yeah. People yeah. are like, oh, he's worthless because Adam loses Seth Rollins. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. I don't even want to hear that shit. I don't. If anyone's saying, if we're, if we're at the point now, Randy, where people are saying that Brock is being buried at, at, because of Seth Rollins, give me a fucking break. Because we were at a point for a long time where it's like they were putting Brock over everyone more than they should be. And now that he's finally starting to do the honors, not saying that he should lose all the time, but like they had to start having him lose more often. And we're at that point now where people are complaining that Brock got beat by Seth Rollins. I know the unbelievability about the injuries thing, but if that wasn't a case, if that wasn't like, even a thing people would still be complaining just give me a fucking break like the, the people are at that point just finding a reason to complain about anything oh my god brock is is, is now a glorified jobber <laughs> <laughs> exactly like dude you gotta stop with that shit that's a joke uh, him and him and drew mcintyre just losing matches left and right yeah i mean well drew's a different story but like brock it's like Dude. I mean, the guy went undefeated for what three years or something after he broke the something streak. Like, like that, people yeah. got to calm down with that shit. McIntyre's not buried six feet under. I'm a little disappointed with how he's been used, but you know, Brock, like, oh my god, it's like Roman loses one match. It's like, oh my god, the guy's a loser. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm just Roman couldn't beat Brock clean. I think he got him once. But Seth freaking Rollins got got him twice. So, you know, Seth is the new universal champion. We'll see what challenges lie uh, ahead of him, which rewinds my point to Bray Wyatt. Um, at some point, Bray is going to have to go at that title regardless of who is champion. Uh, if it's him and Seth at some point, I think that'll be, that, that'll be cool. I don't think Brock would be in the picture uh, for the foreseeable future, but I, um, I could be wrong. But as far as going forward, we saw Braun out there on Monday. I forgot who else who else was in the ring with him. Um, At the end of Raw this week, yeah, it was Seth. It was somebody else, and and Braun. Oh, it was AJ Styles, Braun, and Rollins. Oh, Ricochet came out Ricochet, too. Ricochet, there you go. Yeah, so I know Ricochet ain't going for the title. So Seth and Braun could be down the road. After that. Who else you got? That's why I'm thinking Bray Wyatt at some point is going to go for that for that title, right? He has to. He's going to have to. I don't even think Rollins and Braun is that intriguing of a match because Braun's been – that's a guy that they really cool off on. That guy's been a loser for a while now. That, that He doesn't really do much for me in the title picture right now. I guess it's something different, but he went for the title like how many times over the last two years? Five, and he lost every time. Um, I don't think this will be any different. So – yeah, after that, Bray Wyatt probably. I mean, they don't really have many strong heels on Raw. That's the problem. McIntyre isn't at that point yet. Maybe they could build him back up to be that point if he wins King of the Rings. So him and you know McIntyre and Rollins would make sense. Right. But Bobby Lashley's hurt. Baron Corbin been there, done that. Um, they don't really have Joe, but I mean, they yeah, they're kind of not really they're not really doing much with Joe right now, and he just lost to Kofi, so that doesn't make any sense. Probably, probably Bray Wyatt. Though. I mean, they could always have Bray be the one to beat Kofi for his championship. Either way, I feel like the Fiend is WWE or Universal Champion is all but a formality at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you know, you might get some people to say, well, he 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 doesn't need the belt. 
Well, I would I would disagree with that because Bray Wyatt's been in his company for so long, and he's got the championship what one time, one title out of, out of mm-hmm. what? I know he was ta- was he tag champion as well. Well, so he's had three titles. He was SmackDown Tag Team Champion with the Wyatt family a couple right. years ago. Obviously, WWE Champion. And then he was the Raw Tag Team Champion briefly with Matt Hardy Matt about Hardy. a year ago, too. Yeah. Yeah. Bray Wyatt needs to be Universal Champion at some point in time. But right now, Seth freaking Rollins is the new, the new champion. Uh, Brock, what do you think they do with him going forward? Honestly, I don't know. As long as they don't do a rematch, because they could very well... Paul Heyman was like, oh, they denied us a rematch. We saw the same shit last year when after SummerSlam, they were like, oh, you know, Roman Reigns isn't giving Brock Lesnar a rematch, blah, blah, blah. And then Brock Lesnar came back anyway and got a rematch with the title. So it's like... That's right. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if they went back to that in time for Clash or Hell in the Cell. Maybe they did the Hell in the Cell between Brock and Rollins, but... Why would you do that? Like, they already wasted a title reign with Brock before. Um, and Brock's not losing three times to Seth, so that doesn't make any sense. Like I said, I feel like they could put him on SmackDown for the 20th anniversary show and have him beat Kofi for his championship. But then we'll be doing the same thing all over again on that show. So hopefully not. I would rather have him come back, you know, have someone call him out like a Samoa Joe or a Drew or a Aleister Black. I don't know. Somebody. And um, then they could just feud over whatever. It doesn't have to be going for a championship. He's been in the title picture now for, what, three years, two and a half years? It's time to slow it down with that shit. He should be out of the title picture for at least a while, if not forever. There's no reason to put the championship back on him ever again. So, um, yeah, I don't know what they do with him after this, but I'm, I'm kind of excited to find out as long as it doesn't involve Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins. So I did see, like, a few outlets um, put out there that, that SummerSlam – the overall show was was shorter than like your normal average show um a lot of shorter matches um some i think it was cage cage side seats had it at like the entire as as it pertains to wrestling in the ring that was about an hour and a half and it was like 45 percent you know, forty-five percent of the show, which is kind of shorter than 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 your, than your normal Extreme Rules and WrestleManias and Royal Rumbles. Did you feel watching it that you, you felt like it was a, a shorter show and the matches were shorter than than than, than normal? A little bit, but to be honest with you, with ten matches, you can't give every match fifteen minutes. Um, honestly, I thought the length of the show was perfect. I think if you're going to complain about like, oh, the show is too short, like the, sh- the matches were too short, again, I think people, anyone saying that, I feel like it's just reaching at that point. I feel like that's just finding a reason to complain because I really would rather have the show end when it did, giving the matches the time that they had and end the show at 1030 than have it go off the air at midnight. Like WrestleMania ended at a fucking 1230. That's ridiculous. Like if you want to have matches go a half hour, that's fine. But you can't do 10 matches. Like you got to pick and choose here. You can't do 12 matches on a card. Um, I don't care if it's a big four pay-per-view. It's just a lot. So honestly, I didn't really come away from SummerSlam saying, oh, that match should have had five more minutes. Maybe AJ and Ricochet felt like that could have gone a little longer. Honestly, that was about it. I really didn't say, oh, this match was way too short or that match was way too long. Right. Most matches, if not all of them, I was like, yeah, that made sense. You know, I thought ending at a 1030 was perfect. It was perfect. So I have no reason to complain about the length of this show. I thought it was I thought it was perfect, honestly. So overall, SummerSlam. What's your take on it? 
I liked it. I thought it was a good show. I enjoyed it overall. Um, I've seen better shows. I've seen way worse shows. I liked the main event a lot. I thought the main event was the best match on the show. Mm-hmm. I thought Bray Wyatt was the biggest star on the show. Um, I thought the good outweighed the bad by far. I don't think there was one bad match on the show. There were some disappointing ones, but no bad match. Nothing like, oh, that sucked, you know, um, which is honestly pretty pretty common. When you have like 12 matches on a card, there's bound to be one that's not that good. Definitely some were better than others, but I thought overall the right people went over for the most part. You know, we got most of our predictions right because we picked the logical people to go over, and they did. Um, yeah, I came away from the show satisfied, but the issue is never the pay-per-views. I think the pay-per-views for the better part of 2019 have been very good. The issue is the television. The television it will be not good, you know, and then they'll deliver a good pay-per-view. So they need to keep it consistent. They need to have a good pay-per-view and then maintain that momentum going into Raw and going into SmackDown. None of this shit where it's like, oh, a great show, and then, like, no follow-up. So especially with fall coming around, football season's coming back. Right. They need the ratings to come back up. They can't just roll over and die. They got to put effort into the shows a little more than they have been recently. So, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. But I thought it was a good show as long as they can move forward. And I thought Raw and SmackDown were decent this week. I really did, but... That's easy to say about post-pay-per-view shows. they got to yeah. maintain this and keep at it for the remainder of the year to avoid going back to the same slump they were in you know, recently and even as far back as a year ago. Mm-hmm. And to me, uh, I like how they – I like how on SmackDown from beginning to end on, on this show, they weaved through the entire show of the story of Roman Reigns, the car accident, who did it uh, – who lied and it, it, it was in the beginning the middle the end and now it ended with Daniel Bryan and Rowan saying that it wasn't them Buddy Murphy lied and we know who did it and we're gonna tell you next week so I think from a storyline standpoint that might be the best story going on uh, with the company because weaving it through the entire show keeps the fan engaged and kind of figure out okay so I, I want to know who did it and then now they hooked you at the end and now if you're a fan, you're like, shit, I, I got to watch next week. So I think from a storyline standpoint, SmackDown got it overall for this week. But we'll see how it all plays out with the, with the Roman uh, standpoint. And whoever it is that they say did it, I don't know who they're going to put out there to say this is the real culprit. I, read on, I, I, I thought it was Daniel Bryan. I thought they were going to Roman and Daniel Bryan. But if they don't go that route... What, which route do you do you see them going to put the blame for this whole thing? I I think it's going to be Daniel Bryan because they did the whole <laughs> thing where like, oh, Buddy Murphy denied it, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. He was clearly just saying that because Rowan was about to kill him on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So um, it's got to be Daniel Bryan. He put Rowan up to it. It, makes, it just makes the most sense. If it's not Bryan, maybe Samoa Joe was in cahoots with him. I, I doubt it, but maybe – Um, Because he's apparently still a heel, despite what we saw last week. Whatever. Um, I do think it will be Daniel Bryan. I think it should be Daniel Bryan. Bryan and Roman make sense as a feud. They should have great matches, as they did a couple years ago. Um, Yeah, I honestly really don't have any other ideas if it's not Bryan, because they built it up so much, it kind of has to be Daniel Bryan. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anyone else on SmackDown that would make sense. Uh, I don't know. Unless it's revealed that, like, Roman did this all to himself, or, like, Rikishi did it for The Rock, I think it kind of has to be Daniel Brian. Oh, man. Um, trying to see who's been out for a while. Oh, you know what? Actually, an idea, because someone did bring this up to me, Seamus. That would make sense, but I think it will be Daniel Bryan. Uh, to do all that for Seamus. Uh, I mean, that's the only guy that's been out for a while that would be ready to come back around now, I would think, I, right? I, 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 
I think zero percent this happens, but it, it it could make sense because Daniel Bryan, this Rowan, Luke Harper is still out there. I'm not saying it's him. I'm just saying if you put Luke Bryan and and Rowan together, it's kind of remix of the Wyatt family. And Luke has been has been out for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Outside from that, if they're really going to say Daniel Bryan did not do it, I don't know. So, but I think that's a good part that we're all speculating and we're guessing. So, just don't go out there and say it's you know, fucking uh, Rey Mysterio or some shit. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, as long as they don't like do a left turn out of nowhere and it's fucking yeah. I don't know Zack Ryder or some shit. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with really whoever yeah, they exactly. choose. Oh fucking Heath Slater or some shit. You're like, come on, man. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um. So that's it for Raw, SmackDown, SummerSlam, uh, NXT real quick. The Street Profits defeated the Undisputed Era to keep their tag team titles. Io Sherrod defeated Candice LeRae. Uh, Velveteen Dream defeated Pete Dunne and Ro- Roderick Strong to keep his NXT North American title. Shayna Baszler is still champion. Uh, defeated Mia Yim for the NXT Women's title. And speaking of long matches, uh, Adam Cole defeated Johnny Gargano two out of three falls. Bro, 45 minutes for a two out, two out of three falls match. 45 minutes. My yeah, bad. 40, I mean, I, 40, I, I 46, it was a I, I was fine with them going that long, to be honest with you. Really, Graham? 46, 40? 46-41 for a two out of three falls match. For four, I do a fucking that, Iron Man match. That's what it should be, though, because it's like three matches in one. I mean, WWE's done this shit now where they're like, oh, two out of three falls matches go five minutes. Like, what's the point of two out of three falls if it's going to go whatever? Dude, it's a two out of three falls match, but really, it's a three straight stages of hell match. And those three stages of hell matches, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, if you go back and look, I'm sure we're close to being 40 to 46 minutes. Oh no, I, I I don't mind that, but I'm pretty sure in this match compared to okay three stages of hell. So that, let's say Hunter and Sean from way back then, I guarantee yeah. Adam Cole and Johnny Gar- Johnny Gargano kicked out of everything more than Hunter and Sean back in 02. Oh no, 100. percent I mean, there's way more kickouts in this match, and that's definitely a problem they need to work on. Yeah. Um. Oh no, I I completely agree with that. But they just, I mean, I had no I had no issue with the length, but yeah, the kickouts. They, they like dude he kicked out of like two canadian destroyers like yeah there is a little much like you know that usually no one kicks out at one exactly uh, of one of those let alone two i mean uh I, I, when i was watching it and i went i went to see how long that's how i knew adam cole won i said 45 minutes there's a fucking <laughs> iron man match i'm like then you see everybody i mean hey yeah. i liked it um i thought it was a great match i thought the other two matches were better but I thought it was a good match, though, with the right outcome. And, and like to your point with the whole Seth and Roman keeping his call a spade a spade. Come on, Grant. If fucking Seth Rollins uh, and Dolph Ziggler had a two out of three falls match for forty five minutes, people would shit all over it. Mm, I don't know about that. As long as it kept it interesting, I shit on the Iron Man match they had last year, Rollins and Ziggler, because it was fucking boring. I thought this match was great, but again, that's entirely subjective. Mm-hmm. They, 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 the feud has been going on for like four months, so it makes sense for this to go as long as it did and whatever. Yeah. If people were bored, I don't blame them because 46 minutes is a lot of time to be investing in one match. Um, but again, though, I mean, it depends on the situation. Like, again, if they made fucking Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong 45 minutes, 
Okay, that that's a little much. Like again, <laughs> call a spade a spade. They did that with Roman and right. WWE. They did uh, I don't know what they did a match recently that was like a half an hour that was a little longer than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. They did that in AEW. It was the Bucks versus I think Cody Rhodes and Goldust. Dude, the match was like thirty five minutes. Like get the fuck over yourselves. Like the match does not need to be the next Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like it can yeah. only be twenty minutes. No match. That's a, that was a random match too. It's not like it was a you know a, a, the the culmination of a feud or it had a stipulation. It was a it was a regular match. That was kind of ridiculous. But so, in this case, I was fine with it just because it was a big feud, big stipulation, main event, whatever. I was okay with it. So you would say this match, lengthwise, was better than Triple H Batista at WrestleMania, the half hour. Okay, that was a little much because those guys were like 50. I mean, I, honestly, I'm the one of the few people that actually liked that match. I didn't uh-huh. think it was great, but I enjoyed it more than most. But that should not have gone to half an hour. Uh, I totally agree with could, that, though. Could you imagine it went 45 minutes? People would have been like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Yeah, they would have shit on WWE for that. And rightfully so because they shouldn't be in there for 45 minutes at 45 years old. So overall, NXT Toronto 2, what do you, what do you think? A great show. I mean, all the takeovers – they always deliver. I mean, this is this is like, you know, the sky is blue. Like, this is all kind of common sense at this point. I have yet to see a subpar takeover. This was no different. The cool thing is, as good of a show as this was, it wasn't even the best takeover this year. Like, I thought 25 was better. I thought New York was better. Um, but this was still a very good show. The women, the second women's match was, eh, it was solid, but it wasn't that good. Um, I thought so, but the other matches I thought were great. Io Shirai and Candice especially was excellent. Um, overall, very good show. The three hours flew by much quicker than an episode of Raw would. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dane and Matt Riddle stuff, that wasn't a match, but they brawled too. That was well done. Uh, great show. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to the next takeover over to Sur- uh, Survivor Series weekend. All right, so to wrap it up, there's, there's, there's nothing new on the AEW front, right? No, they no. have uh, all out coming up in a couple month, a couple weeks. Couple weeks. At okay. the end of the month on the thirty first, um, they've signed a few people, no one major. Okay. Um, they got their show Wednesday, October second. Though they are coming to Boston October 9th for their second show, and then mm. Philly on October sixteenth. Mm. So that's pretty cool. Well, Gonna try to go to the Boston one, but either way, yeah, no, no major news on the AEW front now. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to go to the. The Raw SmackDown at the Garden. I, I, I got to see about that. Um, mm-hmm. So other than that, we got NXT UK come, coming up. And then we have Clash of Champions. That I'm looking at right now. They do have King of the Ring Finals match on that card. So mm-hmm. there you have it. So nothing else from Raw SmackDown to mention, right? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I think we covered pretty much everything. I will say this, though. Roman Reigns, Buddy Murphy, one of the best matches I saw all week. And that includes SummerSlam. Great match from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. People should check it out. All right, so Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at Russell Ranch. You can find me on Twitter, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. You can find the podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes, soundcloud.com slash Cruise Control Podcast, and you can search in Cruise Control Podcast on iTunes, ProWrestlingTees.com for the T-shirts. Graham, my man, always appreciate it. Thanks, Randy. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on as always, and I'll catch you next week. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, peace. All right.